to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Martin Weiss. All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, spaghetti meatballs are fiddling with the knobs. And joining me as always, my dear, dear pals, Dave Damashek, Martin Weiss, what a Monday. I, I overbooked my Monday, fellas. We had a uh, we had a fun futures draft in which you could take like the Bills to win the Super Bowl and then France to win the World Cup. Uh, we'll get into more of that later. We had the Monday night football game on. The Emmys were on. I had to take off to a party. My Kimmel crew lost again to John Oliver. I, I'm sorry. I just, um, I don't know if this comes uh, off as a, a racist or, or whatever, but uh, the queen is dead. Do we have to bend over for John Oliver still? Yeah. <laughs> In 2022, whatever this is. I mean, is. you can Enough. point fingers. You can point fingers elsewhere, but it was only you who decided when it looked like you had it to try a 64-yard field goal. And that's, <laughs> that's the margin of victory for John Oliver and company. No, I get it. Listen, I'm not going to bash John Oliver's show, whatever. Why not? Obviously, I'm biased. Little shrill. But that's it. I, I you know, I like the show. <laughs> but, 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 but. All right, but, fine. Yeah. Martin, That's I know you're, big, you're Martin's on. a big John Oliver guy, so I won't, I won't, I won't lean on it too much. Whatever, it's fine. No, I kind of, I like, I feel like I like the theory much more than the practice of John Oliver. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, I, I, I question how many people watch these shows anymore, uh, and if it even matters that these votes. But um, what does matter? I was at the Emmy party yes, uh, afterwards. I took off to the Disney party. I know Shecky can ask me about celebrities. I saw uh, Laura Linney, and that was it. Otherwise, it was all about finger foods for me. And but one thing, well, Jimmy I noticed, Kimmel was probably there. You just missed him. He, he was, was laying there. down. Yeah, yeah, he was laying down. I said, "Hey, are you okay? Yeah, get get off the stage. What are you doing? You look fine." <laughs> um, but uh, I will. One one little stupid thing that I've noticed, and I don't know. I, I'm not uh, above everyone else because I like diet cokes and I don't drink because I have so many other no, vices. No I'm one, a fat, no one, fat no one ever. Slob. Just yeah. to be clear, Sal, no yes. one has ever thought that you're better than anybody oh, else because you drink Diet Coke. Yes. That, that, I just want to disabuse okay, you of that but, idea. But it could maybe occur to someone, all right, this guy's uh, a designated driver. I feel like I've saved, I don't know, I don't want to say dozens of lives, but is 37, 38 lives dozens? Yeah, probably. But because but I'm you've a also driven, driver. you've also <laughs> driven several dozen people to suicide, so... Oh, that's true, too. All right. But I do think it's the, it's a net positive for me. But anyway, I get these diet. I go to the bar and I'm, I notice I'm getting more and more looks now from these young waiters and waitresses and bartenders who now I'm like, yeah, I'll take a Diet Coke with a lemon. And I get the I get the snub. I get the nose. Up. I'm like, what? And hmm. I, I realize what it is, Martin. It's like these people are saying you were at this crazy party where there's Hemingway daiquiris flowing all over the place and you're choosing a Diet Coke. Who the hell do you think you are? Is there something to that, Martin? I mean, I don't know. I just read, uh, I think it was the New York Times or the Washington Post, how people my age apparently have stopped drinking. I don't know when right? it happened. But okay. it's like apparently we're, we we are the mocktail is all the rage now as mm. as us millennials want to go out and be sociable as the last two years have been locked up in the house want to go out and be sociable. However, you don't want to black out when you do it, so you go in there and you get a mocktail. I've yet to get a mocktail. Interesting, I'm man. However, apparently this is a thing that uh, that at least it's in the newspaper, so it's got to be true. Well, I don't know. I, mean, I just maybe it's in my head, but I feel there's a lot of resentment for me uh, being a non-drinker. Um, well, I'll, I'll, can I just yeah, say I, yeah. I, I I feel 
that yeah that makes it seem like this generation is soft in terms of like that that they don't enjoy a drink but of course as marty knows what his generation is doing they pop pills sal that's what these kids oh that's do. right gummies that's and pills did gummies you see the pills. kid at yeah. the lsu game what what do you think that was you think he was drunk obviously he wasn't <laughs> drunk he he <laughs> was true. uh he was two three levels beyond booze there that's for sure yeah, I will say was, that uh, that's a that's a generation a step below me. That's just right below me. Before your kids, you'll no, get there. Like, yeah, the pills. That's not that's not like we. There's a couple kids in high school who are dabbling in the mm-hmm. pills, but like I'm sure like the meatballs is high school class. Probably half mm-hmm. of them had like Xanax in their pockets. Is that right? 17. Xanax in the pie. It's an Alanis Morissette song, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, They're hey, in Meatball's wanna... belly right now. They're not in his pocket, right? <laughs> That's how he starts every day. He's got to. He's got. He's got to get right before he gets going. Sal, what yeah. uh, big takeaway though? Favorite uh, finger food when you when you go to a party like that? Because it's pretty much standard. Sometimes though, people come up with something clever and unique. Yeah. But for the most part, it's you know you get your your wiener wrapped uh, little right. dog, the pig in the blanket, obviously the. Uh, I did notice they're doing great things with taquitos these days. Well, yeah. whatever you want to call them, but they're uh-huh. bigger. Some are, uh, you know, not egg roll size, maybe not taquito thin, but somewhere in the middle there, Shaq, kind of like your sausage link, but uh, mm. with a hard crisp um, tortilla uh, uh, exterior there. But they're putting pork in there. They're putting chicken. They're mixing it. I think I had something very spicy and it was uh, terrific. Yeah, that's my finger. Uh, you know what? Now that I think about it, maybe right, if I was working behind like a buffet, and like a five-star seafood buffet and the fat guy kept coming up for mashed potatoes i might resent them a little too right i guess it's a party i need to uh, i need to reach all right you know it was a party for um hey our emmy winner our prop culture winner brett skidmore 10 right good job by you brett you picked it all right actually i think i think you went 10 for 11 good enough our pick'em winner a hundred dollars tim rodriguez he had 11 right that was great. And our week one prop quiz winner, Marcus Campbell, he had seven right. He gets a gold cap. And now we can move on to the NFL and that game you alluded to, Sheck. Monday night, Broncos, Seahawks. We were all doing this draft on a Zoom and we were like, I, I don't know, like uh, uh, the parlay kid was like really like 40 seconds ahead. We have to do something about this. I know we can't get it so that everybody's watching at the same time, but how is somebody in this day and age like 40 seconds ahead of the rest of us? We're all watching. I wasn't even watching streaming. I'm watching DirecTV. Maybe I had the Manning cast on. Maybe that's behind a little bit. But what the hell, Martin? Is this a generational thing? We can't get used to this. I don't know if it's a generational thing. All I know is that I have not factored into Nielsen ratings since I was 17 years old. However, I have watched a ton of sports since then, right? So, like, when they oh, come yeah, out with the numbers, yeah, they're like right. 26 yeah. and a half million people watch Sunday Night Football. Well, it's like there were three people in my living room watching Sunday Night Football. They don't count for that 26 and a half million because I get my TV over the Internet. But I think well, that's how really could cool. they even? Yeah. How, how could they even put a number on anything anymore with parties and Super Bowl parties? Are they just uh, what do they estimate check? I mean, there's so many Monday, bars and well, it's really stupid after a while. Yeah, I was curious about that, or I remain curious about it because I don't understand technology as as anybody who knows me knows. Um, So if I go to a bar on Thursday night, will I be able to see the game? Yes, Dave. As I drink my Diet Coke? You're saying because it's Amazon and it's streaming and and, so, and uh, that's yeah. new. Yeah. Why do you say like yeah, Dave? Like how would I know? How do you know? What, <laughs> well, I know gonna because be? they're going to have mean, satellite or I mean, I was concerned about how I was going to be able to watch my Thursday night football, so I wanted to make sure 
So I did. They they did. Um, like if you have the Sunday ticket at your bar already, Amazon is providing you to be able to stream the game. But I actually think go. we were talking about this yesterday during the fantasy draft. I think that the streaming of games is going to make it uh, almost more uh, back to where it used to be, where everything everybody was seeing everything at the same time. Because now what you have, really? like, well, oh, if everybody's streaming, if it's everybody's the same. streaming yeah. it, yeah. because what yeah, happens yeah. now is you have so many different combinations of how people are streaming these games, right? Like for me personally, I have just in my living room, I'm doing it off the streaming it off the TV itself and off the off two different Fire Sticks, one to a Samsung and one to a Roku TV. Wow, all of those different yeah. technologies are different. Whereas if beforehand, if you just had like over the air, if you had an antenna or you had cable, you only had like three or four different cable companies that you were buying from so it was all fed in around at the same speed this is in my right, all right. Like, so, i read this in front office sports it's not i'm not making this up dave no i, I have no idea what you're talking about i mean i don't don't follow. accuse him of making technology. it up. come on check we're trying to have fun <laughs> I don't here. understand all right well guy. anyway the, the the point is the parlay kid somehow bef- 40 seconds before the rest of us saw nathaniel hackett blow the game or he blew the better opportunity to win a game as we recap, the Broncos lose to Seattle. They go in, they face the 12th man, 17-16, a pretty good game. Geno Smith held his own. They seem to have the same kind of offense right there, right? You kind of look, you think you're looking at the Seahawks from a couple, three years ago, whatever. But anyway, Nathaniel Hackett, debut as a coach at Denver, doesn't call a timeout, lets the clock roll to nine seconds, which actually didn't matter because he decided to not go for it on fourth and five and attempted a 64-yard field goal, which, of course, missed. Uh, he eats two of his timeouts. Check. I don't I, – this just happens too much. It's just wrong. It's just not – this is one where the squares and the uh, analytics nerds could meet up and say, yeah, this is a bad decision on all counts. It felt to me like um, – debut or otherwise like one of the bigger chokes i've seen yeah. you know head coach head coaches do choke on occasion and i know history smiled on bill belichick in super bowl 49 in that last minute against the seattle seahawks coincidentally or not in that final minute after marshawn lynch's run um they mm-hmm. should have called timeout belichick should have tried to you know assume the seahawks are going to score we want the ball back I think he froze. The clock bet went all the way down. And like I say, it ended up working out thanks to Malcolm Butler, but it didn't make it the right. Anyway, since that choice in the Super this is the biggest choke I can think of in the game. You know, I know Zach Taylor had a pretty big gack oh. as well. Kevin Hench went on and on about that. This is um, bad. This was a bad one. By not running the clock down because it would have meant that the Steelers wouldn't have had time to. There get were like the, five bad. But I, first of all, I'm 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 really down on football, Shaq and Mar. I you know you it's something we waited. Well, you know it, it, it's it's You're worse. Out, huh? You know, of course, of course, it's bad. I'm not out. We're gonna talk Mets, Yankees, and the Mets uh, for the next 45 days. I'm sorry, guys. No, uh, it's you know it's bad enough. My team suffered the biggest injury of the weekend, and Dak Prescott. And we'll get to that in a second. But don't know I about don't that. Love, don't know about that there. Well, now, now, but now all right. they. All right. Well, I, you know, how are we gonna? How are your? How's your team gonna do the next month versus mine? But uh, Let's we'll be see. Uh, Neither I, one of you guys' teams are gonna be any good either. Anyway, listen. If you watch week the one, Denver Broncos, if they're gonna make <laughs> uh, decisions like this, Martin Brandon McManus, career history: sixty-two yards or more field goals. 
2016, 62 yards missed. 2018, 62 yards missed. 63 yards, 2021 missed. 64 yards, 2019 missed. 64 yards, 2022 missed. 70 yards, 2021 missed. What, what is th- Hackett thinking? And then Russell Wilson has to defend the coach, which sucks. It's like, oh, just leave me alone. This was a bad move. Um, I don't get it with these co- I, almost a fireable offense. I think it wasn't fourth and twelve. Hmm. It was fourth and five. And, what is what's going and on? Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. If you watched it after they when they were talking to Van Pelt, which is just a wild thing to say. Uh, they're talking to both on right, TV. Uh, Joe Buck yeah. was made a great point. He was like, "Bro, most of the time when we see these 50, 60 yard field goals, it's because there's no time left on the clock. There was forty five right. seconds left on the clock, and you didn't run another offensive play to move forward. That's mind boggling." And then we talked about it uh, when you called me at halftime of Thursday night last week. And uh, Sean McVay just decided, like, yo, 57 yards is good enough for us on this field goal. Yeah, that was weird, and too. And it, yeah. it just, I had no idea that when I said that Thursday night, it's just the rest of the league. I mean, I get that they follow McVay and they don't play guys in the preseason. They follow McVay. They even cut their hair like McVay. But the idea that we're just accepting 50-yard field goals is, like, the acceptable range of what's supposed to happen is crazy to me. Like, it's the most, yeah. The uh, listen, uh, my second part of them, I point to the the. I'm not excited about football being back with the Dak Prescott injury, but now you know six games came down to field goals, which I don't love, and there were four terrible coaching decisions, and a lot of people are like, well, you know, it's Nathaniel. He's not used to. It. He's a coordinator, and you know they don't think about these things, and now he's a head coach. Like, no, that's not it. Even the dinosaurs get this wrong, Shaq. Yes. The time management is so bad. It's really crazy. It is an atrocity, and fine. So a head coach has a lot going on at any given moment during the game. Then you should have a clock manager. These teams make right. billions of dollars, for goodness sakes. You could pay somebody to be like, hey, uh, you should, hey, coach, just factor in that we want to run this one down the one second here, given the circumstance. I'm with Marty, though, uh, just to go back to that, too. You know, Kevin Hench and I have both been talking about this for more than a decade now. We have accepted it as football fans that, yeah, your kicker should make 50-plus yarders with, with um, you know, better 50% accuracy. They pretty much all can mm-hmm. do that now. First of all, it makes me think, um, you know, with all our obsession because of fantasy and otherwise, you know, we all we all covet. Oh, got to get that that diva wide receiver, that number one. Is it in fact? I mean, how high up does it rank for like the must-haves for a team that wants to win the Super Bowl? That you have to have a clutch kicker who Yo. also can boot it from sixty. Because, and by what? the way, also, is it ultimately satisfying? And I'm fine with it if football fans are all if if we all take a vote and the majority says. The bottom line is it's a more entertaining product because kickers make 57-yard field goals at the buzzer. I I, don't know. I am a cynic about that. I think it would be way better if it was like, oh, it's a 38-yarder. Like, he probably will make it, but you, you never know in football. Like, I wish we were back in 1964 on that level. I like that. Well, better. it's two things, though, right? It's like, yeah, okay, maybe they can make the field goal, but... Make it easier for your kicker. 64 yards. I just read you the stats. Right. This guy does not make 62-yard field goals. So th- this is a lose. This is a loser decision on every single level. And I don't get. You know, it, you're not showing confidence in your 200 million dollar quarterback and Russell Wilson. It was just weird all around. And also, it's, it's the worst stadium on the planet to try this. It's deafening. The crowd comes alive. It gets me pissed at the Cowboys crowd. That Seattle and so many other crowds are so good. Um, 
you know, with, with worse teams. But, yeah, what, what are you doing to this guy? Even 47 yards. Isn't that what the Titans tried? It's the most infamous number for a missed field goal outdoors in Scott Norwood. You're not doing your kicker a favor. There, they, they dropped back. They took a knee three yards, like, instead of grinding it out with uh, Henry. I can give you four examples of this, but it's disgusting what happened with this league and all in the first year. I don't, I don't know what the, what the coach is like. I, I think about it. I have a friend who was in the front office for an NFL team. He's like, why are you getting so upset? This is great. We get to see these coaches screw up. And I was thinking, is there, is there a job where you can see incompetency so obviously? Like, there'll be an oil spill, right? An Exxon oil spill every 20 years or so. And that sucks. And that, you know, like uh, lives are cost in, in that regard. But head coaches really put themselves out there and they never fail to not to answer your question very quickly, uh, personally, yes, I was reminded by, um, I forget which one, cold takes or uh, freezing ta- freezing cold takes or whatever. Yeah, I, you had, I said you last had the, spring, the like, oh, my God, the week one, Russell Wilson gets to go beat up his old pals in Seattle. Uh, people right. are now beating me up as a result. To answer your question, how can you be wildly wrong and keep your job? Apparently, you haven't fired me yet during this. Podcast. Yeah, I guess so. But there's a little bit of accountability because we're on record with our picks, you know, um, and 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 so and so much more for the coaches. But Martin, it's um, I guess this is just what you have to deal with. It's just we're smarter than a lot of these coaches when it comes down to the last two minutes. That's all. Well, I mean, and a lot of it, I imagine, is being in the moment. But like, ultimately. Like, I just I don't know what he I just don't think that coaches are smart. Like we we assi- we ascribe these this genius level aptitude to a guy like Sean McVay because he can diagram plays. Like, nah, he's really mm-hmm. good at diagramming plays. But like the idea of being able to take all of that and uh Hence was saying yesterday on the Zoom, so I'm apologize if I'm stealing his minus three thunder, but sometimes it's a little bit harder when you slide over and you're in charge of everything. You know, if you're just in charge of the call and plays part, that's cool. I imagine it's like a restaurant. If you're just in charge of making the fries, I bet you're make A1 fries. Every time those fries are top notch. But then all of a sudden, you got to pay attention to the burger, the cheese, the tomato, the lettuce, and all of that. And put the whole thing together to make the cheeseburger and the fries. You know, now, all of a sudden, all right, your, but- meat's, your meat's rare. But you know, you, you know not to take a shit on the burger before you wrap it and put it on the counter, right? Like that's second nature. Like that's honestly, like just from watching thousands of games, we all knew, and I imagine these coaches older than us in most cases have watched more games. You just kind of know. You kind of know that this, you're doing the wrong thing. Peyton Manning is calling timeout for 35 seconds. He's doing the T uh, motion. Like, uh, you don't, do you have to be as smart as Peyton Manning? I don't no, know. No, maybe I, I it is. Like- maybe it is like a game show. And I, and, and I don't bring that up just because uh, Tuesday night we debut Mr. Oh, Lister yeah. on Spotify Live. Mm-hmm. Track it down, 7 p.m. Eastern. Ellie Honig versus Bald Brian, heavyweight clash coming up. But yes, maybe it is like a game show. You know, when you watch one at, uh, at home, you're like, how do they not know that? How can't they solve this puzzle and I can't? The pressure of the moment is something, but to your point, Sal, yeah, it's not an excuse. I'm just saying, why do they miss that? Because I guess there's a lot going on, and there are guys in their ears, and they're players, and they're looking at mm-hmm. the referee, and the guy laying on the field, and is he hurt, and do we have to replace him before the next snap and all that? All of that is... I don't mean to make excuses. I, I don't, I'm not trying to make it. But my point is, is agreeing with you ultimately is like, okay, it's a billion-dollar industry. Get somebody who is standing next to the coach the whole time saying like, 
No, no, no. Given this situation, yeah. like, you know, game, uh, you know, game coordinator, they all have like assistant head coach. Most teams now have it. What are those guys doing in that moment? You can't, uh, but I'm with you completely. What a gack by Nate Hackett. And we should have all red flagged it when he went with Nathaniel, when Nate is there, what kind of person could be Nate Hackett? And they're like, no, no, no. Or I want to be fancy. Natty boy. Right. I want to be fancy. Yeah. Well, enjoy. Enjoy. Yeah, it, right. We should have seen it coming. All right, let's. We can move off. Somebody of saw. I'm, I'm just annoyed. Well, I, I just some Mark of these Weiss. are some some of these are easy. Some are tough. I mean, I had the Seahawks too, so I'm not really crying too hard. But uh, you know, fourth and five, take Rogers out to go for the field goal, and then it blows up on him. I can kind of understand that this is just fourth and this is nonsensical. Go for 64 yard. I anyway, agree. I don't want to curveball uh, you, but very quickly. Yeah. Take away week one. Mirage or meaningful going forward? The Seahawks beating the Broncos. Are the Mirage. Seahawks on the path to a semi-successful season? Are the Broncos going to stink this year? I say no. I say, I, I say the opposite. I think the Broncos are still in line for a pretty good season, and I do think for the most part Russell looked pretty good. In, in I guess I, I feel like the, Shaq, they had 20 plays from inside the seven yard line and they had what they score 16 points. It's, the fumble, it's, it's I mean, troubling yeah. a little, but I hear you. you. You could throw it out, though. I, I'm with you. You could throw it out. Well, a do you? Bit. That's Seahawks, the question. Though, are you taking a mulligan on the seat on the Broncos or are you? I, 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 well, the Seahawks are like 14 to one. They were 28 to one to win the division. They're alone in first place. All they have to do is maintain now, Shaq. <laughs> for the <laughs> NFC West division. What a Pete Carroll's a genius. He did it. Uh, but no, I had Denver in fourth place anyway, and we'll talk you about that have. AFC okay, West right, right, right. in a second. Yeah, but my my Raiders pick isn't looking great, so I'm not not going to do a victory lap. But certainly not doing a victory lap with my Cowboys. They lose the opener, they lose Dak six to eight weeks, but then Jerry comes out today says he could return in four weeks. I just um, you know, and it, it, they looked like shit even before his injury, so I'm completely bummed about that and offensive line we could discuss that being the problem or if cd lamb is an actual one a number one they didn't uh pick up and receive i do wonder though they always did have good backups like even in the nfc east there are decent backups right ty taylor Minshew, heineke like th these guys are decent they can win games the cowboys just relying on cooper we used to have like kitna and Brad Johnson, like, I feel like um, aside from the team being bad, I've given up on trying to figure out the identity of the team. Right, Shaq? Well, you, left, that, that, you, let, you, you left out the Notre Dame you never color have to worry analyst. About that. Yeah, you, you left him out of the mix there, too, of good uh, backup. Uh, you could geez. throw it at least for one He's bad week. luck, it, wherever you put him. Yeah. Uh, but, Shaq, you know the idea of your team. Like, rugged players in the trenches. Don't overpay for free agents. Don't screw over black athletes slash coaches, right, for the most part. Like, you kind of know what the Steelers are about. Doesn't matter who's quarterback. Doesn't matter who's coaching, although you don't have too many changes uh, in those two positions. But I, I kind of give up on what these Cowboys are supposed to well, look I'm like. Well, anyway. I'm not, I'm not going to pat myself on the back about the Cowboys one week in. They, they're, they're still relevant. But I do like my Eagles pick because of what I was saying for the last month. The Eagles are about totality of roster. The Cowboys, as I, you talk about identity, they're America's team. They wear a star on the side of their hats. They are about star power. But Jerry went a little over his skis with that in a literal sense. Like, our superstars are CeeDee Lamb and Micah Parsons and Dak Prescott. Like, 
we don't even need backups for them? Like, what, what are you doing, man? Like, yeah. you, you have to have a backup quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, guys get hurt sometimes. That I mean, it really is crazy. Well, that's my thing. Like, they used to have, they used right, to address crazy. this. They had, and, and even when the Eagles signed Gardner Minshew, I'm like, oh, that would have been good. Why, that's people. I laugh, hate to say it, but Mason backup. Rudolph sits in Pittsburgh right now as a third-string quarterback. What's he doing there? Why aren't the Cowboys blowing in calls? What do you need? Because your season is over if you lose... When Dak, well, okay, the, I mean, uh, disaster, the disaster of voice. I mean, but the idea managed that, team, they're not going to do like they're not going to do any of this. They like what are they, you talking they, about? They the, the opportunity. Idea- the goat, the they had the opportunity the, to do this every time. Like, all right, you want to talk about how nobody could get open? Well, Amari Cooper's running routes for Jacoby Brissett and Deshaun Watson in a few months. Like, they had the opportunity. Like, that's why they really couldn't move the ball. Even when Dak was in the game, the Cowboys' offense huh. was disgustingly bad. They barely crossed half field. They didn't cross half field like once or twice, rather, and once was with Cooper Rush. Like, they had nobody. All right, but you can't say half field. You got to say midfield. Otherwise, you know, I don't. I don't know. It just seems like you're speaking a different language. <laughs> okay. But I get. I get what you're saying. No, they had two first downs in the first drive, and then had then like ended up with like four halfway through the third quarter. And you're right. So the Eagles are fine. Although you know th- those Georgia players on defense come and making immediate impacts. I'm not sure about that. They gave up 35 to the Lions. Um, most of it coming in the fourth quarter. A lot of it. But Eagles minus 150. According to Caesars to win the division, Cowboys now dead last but six you, to one behind Spaghetti's Giants. But don't you wow. have the well? First thing, by the way, the Cowboys looking putrid on offense wasn't a complete stunner, I guess. But maybe I, we'll get a month away from this and say, oh, you know what? As it turns out, the Buccaneers' defense is dominant. That's a possibility. I'm hoping that's that's the a idea. possibility. I'm hoping. That's but in the meantime, yes. just to go back to it very quickly. Cooper Rush doesn't give you much of a chance, and so you're just mm. going to ghost the next month of the season and then bring Dak back? That's the weird spot to be in. You have to try it on uh, for the sake of Zeke Elliott and Tank Lawrence and your and your veterans there. You're just going to so wave do? a white so flag this is what I mean and be like, about well, not, well, that's yeah. it on the year. Yeah. This is what I mean about not knowing the identity of my team. Like, like also the other part of it is Jerry seems to think he's going to live to 125 years old. I don't know what he's if he's doing cryo or what 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 kind of uh, what kind of plastic surgery is going to extend his life. But he is really not making. You don't want him to panic uh, in these cases, but. I mean, for God's sakes, you got to bring someone in. The parlay kid brought something up. Sheck, you might not, you might not uh, mind this. Um, bring in Cam Newton and pass ten times a game. Oh of my course. Goodness. Of, of course, course not. No, Cam yeah. Newton has been done for the last three years. Nope. The but, last but highlight you passed that Cam ten Newton times a game though. Pre-COVID was him running to the fifty-yard line and putting the ball down when he scored a touchdown. He's cooked. He's half over. field. He, say it, half field, not fifty-yard line. I said what oh, I said. No. Midfield. Uh, said, whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Cam Newton's done. The Cowboys aren't going to go get another quarterback, and the reason why is because this is a poorly ran team. That's why you run. That's why Tyron Smith has been hurt for the last four years, and they just pencil him in as, as the starter at left tackle. Like it's no problem. It's loose, and that is Jason Peters. This team sucks, and they were bad before Dak got hurt. They got no offensive line. You want to talk about the rookie Tyler Smith? He's the most penalized guy. Well, the other guy, the other undrafted right tackle, he's the guy that had four consecutive penalties or like three consecutive penalties in a row with 40 uh, 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 40, uh, what was it? Uh, 40 penalty right. yards. The Cowboys, all they got right now is Michael Parsons and a Cowboy and a, and, a, and a cornerback that gambles on everything. Like, this is not a good football team, and it was on display on, on Sunday night. 
And, and it, it just not. I'm glad you're going to make a lot of money. I'm glad you saw this ahead of time, and you must have put a, a boatload <laughs> on under ten and a half wins. I'm c- congratulations. That sneaker collection is the, about the to, only um, thing I bet. Your... I bet over digs interceptions. Yeah. I bet over Parsons sacks and nothing else on the Cowboys because that's the only two things they got. Well, I don't disagree with you, Marty. Yeah. Are you saying though? So you said this in the preseason and now. And Sal, same question for you. Cowboys done. Not not a playoff team now. Is that is that? No, I don't. I don't think this division's great, as, uh, despite the fact that they all won games. I really don't. I don't think the Eagles are as uh, uh, you know the, the world beaters like everybody says. And I think if we could go three and four and seven, let's say that he misses seven, isn't it? But how do you go three and four with Cooper Rush? I don't. I don't think. I don't think you it's don't. They, they have but to get Cam Newton. They have they to get Mason go Rudolph, Jimmy G. There are QBs uh, out oh, there to be on, had. Martin. Go get them for goodness sakes. Get one of them. But it's not Jimmy. It's not going to be Jimmy G either. I, I think the 49ers are now in the catbird seat. You know, uh, uh, even if Trey Lance looked great week one, um, I don't know that they would give up uh, Jimmy G. Although, uh, whatever. The Cowboys traded Amari Cooper for a fifth rounder. Maybe they'll give up two ones for Jimmy G. I don't know. Who the hell knows? I just, I, no, I picked the Eagles to win the division. And if I nobody explicitly asked me, but if somebody had, I would have said I've I would have probably picked the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. I think your wild cards. We went over divisions. We went over all this. Right, right? but I picked the, and I picked the Eagles to win. Dave was like, what are you saying? What all are you right. saying? Back in the, I picked the I Eagles, picked to, win the the Eagles to win the division too. What are you talking about? I, I you were asking me. I you, both you asked oh, me. Okay. Were you saying this? Were you saying this two weeks? Yes. I was saying the Eagles are going to win the division and then the wild cards would come from the South and the West. So then the Cowboys would miss the playoffs with a healthy roster. That's how it works. All right, let's move on. I'm going to shoot Romo a text. I think he had once told me it would take him a month to get ready, so that's not going to work time-wise. But he thinks he could get, you know, so he's 45 now, Brady 45. He's, not, he's 43. Brady's 44. We could, we could do this. I'm, I'm going to see what Romo says about this. Oh, Be God. exciting. so screwed. Shaq, your Steelers win was exciting. I don't know. That was a really, really drunk game. Um I don't even want to say they didn't deserve to win. I'd like to get try to you know get you going a little bit, but it's it, they played well, and you know seven sacks, five turnovers. They should have won that game, and it shouldn't have really been close, but it was. But now T.J. Watt potentially out um, anywhere from four hours to. 14 weeks. Yeah, right. It, it, where it started from the moment he walks off the sideline saying, I, I tore my pack. You think, well, they, it really has gotten more and more sunny um, as we've gone along here. It was he's out for the year. Then like, wait, maybe like his older brother could come back at the very end of the season. Like, wait a second now. Maybe he'll only miss six to eight weeks. And and then like, maybe just yeah. a month. And as of Mike Tomlin's press, press conference on Tuesday, it's like, well, he's definitely out against the Patriots. After that, we'll see. So great news there because he is the Steelers' Jenga piece. This is a team that we always talk about. Last year, mm-hmm. back to 2019 when Roethlisberger got hurt. They flipped a switch about, even in the QB league, we are going to try to play ugly ball, ug- ugly, relatively speaking, in the pass-happy league. We're going to try to knuckleball our way past all these high-end offenses. And... They were doing a gangbusters job in the Queen City against the defending AFC champs. Yeah. They really made Burrow and company look bad. But, you know, the, the glass half empty view is even when T.J. Watt was on the field, you know, Burrow had fumbled the ball. He had, you know, he fumbled one away, he threw three picks, whatever. Um You should be winning by double digits in, in, in that case, too. So you can definitely spin it negatively if you're a Steeler fan 
Um, no, just w- win in advance. And now you got a coin flip game against the Patriots. I, too, I right. listened to you and Jeff Schwartz. I, I was off on that line by two and a half points. I thought you should have been at least a, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm looking at these lines and they're still reverting back to the over-under win. So because the Patriots were supposed to win, I don't know, a game more than the Steelers, and now they kind of need this one more, I think that's what's factored into the line. That's, that's what the bookmakers are doing? Because to me, as I say, I, it feels fishy to me. I that, think like, so. Wait. The Patriots, who scored a touchdown against Bum Miami? What are we talking about? Why else would it be? Yeah. Um, Makes me say I I have to take the Patriots there. No, I wouldn't put actual dollars against my team. A a game where the quarterback for the other team had five turnovers, and it took a block extra point to win. Like, And where if you look at the Patriots and the Dolphins game, like that that game was closer than the score indicates. Where if it hadn't been for that fourth and seven to Waddle, like – I'm not saying the Patriots played well, but the Dolphins, it was like 17 to nothing for a lot of that game where it was it wasn't really nobody was doing much offensively at all. It doesn't that line doesn't seem that off to me and I think I if hmm. forced to pick, I might take New England. All right, well we'll do this uh we'll go you'll be forced to pick Thursday. Um Shaq Jay Glazer says the Steelers don't plan on playing Kenny Pickett this season. I don't know why they have to say anything. I mean, you just do you just beat down Mike Tomlin until he answers the question? Can he just say, we'll see what happens? I mean, listen, I, uh, yeah, what exactly. What is Mike Tomlin going to, if you press him long enough yeah. on that, like, no, I'm uncertain. To your point about the Cowboys, yes, right. there's a, a certainty, there's a calm when you turn to Mike Tomlin, like, oh, my God, the the possible best defensive player in football is, is out like, hey, next man up. That has a, you know, maybe sometimes it rings empty, but it does – present uh, 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 a calming effect, I feel like. And, and you know, what's he going to do? Spook Mitch Trubisky? Like, yeah, look, if he throws a bad right. pick, I'm obviously I got to go to the kid. I do think that that's not out of play, that if the Steelers are mm-hmm. losing, you know, if they're down 10 points and the offense, you know, has one first down 38 minutes into the game, I wouldn't be surprised if Tomlin says, get in there, kid, and let's see what happens. But, yeah, what yeah. Is a, it's a, such a jive. People hitting me up like, what do you think about that, man? Your guys, Pickett's not even going to play. Like, he's going to play, everybody. Just just chill out. Well, I'm chill just out. saying, because he, there's, a, there's a place for him in Big D if he wants. Okay. If he wants. <laughs> now, all, all the all the teasing I did over the, the Kenny Pickett stuff, well, we, we could use him right now. Martin, your Saints, big rally to beat the Falcons. How about that, though? If they don't win, the Falcons – all right, the Texans come away with a tie. The Seahawks, the Bears, really the bottom dwellers in terms of over/under win totals. Those teams all played well or good enough to win. Most of them did. And uh, but anyway, the Saints uh, actually impressed me with that rally. I had them uh, out for dead against Mariota. Um, updated NFC South odds plus three twenty. Martin for the Saints. Bucks minus three twenty. I'll make it official Thursday. But I think this is where you make your move. I already bet it. I bet it to start the season. I got it again yesterday. I got it in our futures draft last night. Um, and I already yeah. got the Saints plus three. They're going to win on Sunday. They're, I think they'll beat the Buccaneers. You're right. And then all of a sudden, those uh, like the idea that it's minus like minus three twenty to plus three twenty, it should be much closer to minus two fifty plus two fifty. Like of that level of that level of gap. The, this Saints team outside, of, I mean, outside of the coach and the quarterback which is the same thing that we hear same similar for Philadelphia as well. But, like, Jameis Winston, the last time he was healthy, threw 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns. 
I also I understand yeah. he also threw for 30 interceptions, but there's not a lot of You don't have to mention that. But there's not yeah. a lot of arms out there in the league. You want to talk about all these other arms, should the Cowboys get this, should the Cowboys get that? None of those guys have thrown for 5,000 yards for touchdowns. You know, so like I think it, it's an uh, it's an underrated surprise. I'll even say surprise that Michael Thomas is a factor this early in the season, right? Like then you figure it'd take till week five, week six for him to get his shit together or get on 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 you know on the same wavelength as Jameis, and he's right there as a big time contributor as he was years ago. I just figured, you know, now that we Saints finally got a quarterback and throw the ball more than thirty yards in the air. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it unlocks so much. Like, Mike Thomas was the slant god beforehand, and it's on, well, in part because that's what Drew Brees can throw, right? Like, it's not like he's not, mm-hmm. like, a, not a burner. Like, it's not like he's not fast, not done of good hands. Like, he could he could make more plays. It's just, you know, you're limited to what your quarterback can do. So, I, I, I like to see the way that it seemed like they were really flinging it around, especially in the second half. And uh, the only thing we got to do is just you know, upgrade that running back. Mark Ingram is not. And hasn't been. Yeah, I'm surprised he's still in the league. I, I look at that over and over and over. It's like, wow, he's still around. But one thing, the other thing, Dennis Allen seems confident after week one, which is um, almost an impossible task for a first-year coach to pull off. Like, uh, It's weird. I like, I like chippy coaches whose feelings are hurt, and they're like, I'm keeping receipts. That's what's going on with Arthur Smith. That's what's mm-hmm. happening with Robert Sala. Like, well, I'm sorry your team stink. People are going to observe that that's the case. Right. Um, the Falcons are interesting, though, because they almost won that game, and now they head out to Los Angeles plus 10 and a half. I hate double-digit favorites. I know the Rams kind of have to have it, but that's an early uh, lean for Damashek on the Pup of the Week, week two there. Um, I forget, though. Do they well, have to win out? Do you out, know right? what Pup of the no, Week is? No, I don't. Do they, they have to win out? I'm about to say, absolutely not, Son because that's a not a good They have to win out, right? When are you going to get this right? Yes. Okay, well, then I'm not picking right. the Falcons to win outright. So that's, that's not my pup of the week. Well, we'll, like, we'll cover that. The perfect that example a- of the pup of the week, Dave, is you see a five-and-a-half-point underdog like the New York Giants against the Tennessee Titans, and you pick the yeah. Giants to win because there's such a big crazy. underdog, Dave. You see, that's the whole point. I, I got another one, Martin. How about something that's right in front of his face? The Steelers, instead of betting the Bengals like you did or picking the Bengals, you could have taken them just to win. That would have hmm. been a pup of the week. I got news for you. Too. Spoiler alert. I I, I, yeah. I have a higher purpose, obviously. Trying to, uh, th- I'm going to lay it bare here. I have to take the Patriots because yeah. I took the Bengals last week and we saw what the final score was. So now I am oh, required to. I listen. That's why I got to put it out there into the world. I got into right. the into the metaphysical realm. I have to put it out there right. with the Saints. Um, obviously, fascinating game, and I always look at those mini eras of head-to-head matchups. And the Saints have had the Bucks number. Um, yeah, but you know, their rookie left tackle, Trevor Penning is that, da- you know, do you like that matchup against the defense? I, you know, I, um, I like, I like pushing the ball, ta- but is he going to be back there to sling it around with that pass rush that the bucks are throwing at you this sure, season? Sure. It's, it's, it's going to be challenging, but you know, they had that pass rush the last four times. I think for the most part, the same, uh, and, and they haven't even come within a touchdown of beating, um, uh, the saints, the bucks haven't Tom Brady's bucks. That so is. that's your pump of the yeah, week. I'm sticking with it. Did it really like? Wh- well, I think it's only three points. It's not. It's not substantial enough. So, but, ahead, I was like, watching Sunday night. It really felt to me like it was more Cowboys offensive line ineptitude than it was Buccaneers uh, uh, just yeah. scheming up these crazy blitzes or just beating guys up front to make to like. It seemed like they were just getting blown up. Like yeah. I don't think the Saints just get blown up by the uh, by the Tampa defensive right. line. Let's. Uh, I'll tell you what. Offensive lines are important. Staying healthy is important. I told you guys I was going to do this. I bet 
all 26 running backs to have under their yardage total, their projected run. Now, you say why? I think for like six of them, they didn't. I don't know. Like the Jets didn't have it. Some of these teams didn't have it. So I ended up with 26 instead of 32. Hmm. And if all 26 hit, I'm betting the unders based on injuries. And I'm really just based on injuries. I know I'm a scumbag for doing so. But if you want to make money in this business, you bet the unders of these players. And if all 26 hit, Martin, you will not see me. I'll be off to Belize. Well, where did you go in the, in the Middle East? Where where'd you go? That looked nice. I went to Dubai, pictures. but you, you could do better. Dubai. That's where I'll go. I could do better than Dubai? I mean, Dubai, it's, right. it's cool, but it's Middle Eastern Vegas without gambling. Go so to super Qatar, hard. Sal. Gotcha. Go see a little World Cup. Yeah. Celebrate in advance, why don't you? Just go in. Uh, All right. I'm talking about living for, for forever. I don't know. But um, anyway, Elijah Mitchell down, what, between a month and two. I can almost cash that one under 80, 850 and a half yards. This is just how it happens. I'll get one a week. So by week 13, I'll have like 12, you know, 10 or 12 wins already just based on injuries. And then the others can split. And again, off to Dubai. You got I Najee go. Harris Check, uh, with like the bum this. foot already. Um, yeah. So, so that's a possibility. Right. He's going to be back a little earlier. My favorite rushing total of the of the preseason to get on, and it looks good a week in, is Lamar Jackson under 900 I think I don't, can't recall the exact. I think it was nine hundred point five. I went under there. Yeah. He's just not. You know, he's not inclined. Given the contract situation, he is going to protect himself to some degree. It's um, a good call. Uh, so I, I that and he's slinging it too. He's got receive. He's got guys who can catch the ball now. Oh, what a, matchup, what a matchup! What a matchup we have! What a fascinating one! What a fat that game. The Dolphins and the Ravens. Ravens Dolphins, becomes, right? Ravens Dolphins yeah, is that what you're love saying? That yeah. game. That, I'd, I'd rather watch I that I think than better. any game of uh, of the upcoming weekend. My, I'm with my Martin. Team. I love that game. I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm not in love with the Dolphins just yet. I'll see. Ravens I should think it'll take be care interesting. Of I think the Ravens should roll them, especially after last season when they just zero blitz Lamar yeah. Jackson incessantly over and over right. and over again. That's one of those Steelers Bengals like I was talking about, where it's like, yo, this is not how this is supposed to go. Last year wasn't a good moment. Let's try to get this one right. Yeah. All right. Listen, the riverboat captain came up to me. He knows it's a very busy time of year, but he's like, I have to ask you, and I want you to ask Dave and Martin, who is the big debut winner in the NFL for week one? We're going to make this the riverboat casino question. Who is the big debut winner in the NFL week one? Is it Brian Dable, Giants coach, two to one, Matt Eberfloss, Bears coach, four to one, Trayvon Walker, Jaguars defender. What a game he had, seven to one, or the field minus 130. Martin, start us off. I'm. Big one. I'm taking debut. the field because it's not necessarily a debut. However, I think that it is a comeback that uh, nobody ever expected. Nobody ever saw it happening. And so much so that Dave Damashek tweeted about it and Freezing Cold Takes retweeted it. But my debut week one winner is Geno Smith. He hadn't started a week one right. game in almost a decade. I mean, this guy's had a, he's had a, a roller coaster type career with most of his standing pretty low. But last night had to have been a high for him to go into Seattle, uh, uh, where he's now the guy, quote unquote, because they were trying like hell to start Drew Locke until Drew Locke got COVID and ended up picking himself out the running. Uh, and then you, you have the Russell Wilson thing coming back and how the fans were just super aggressive. I love that out of Seattle. The, uh, the fans booing Russ and giving him hell. Like, the part of the reason why they were able to do that is because Geno Smith came out and didn't throw an incomplete pass till the second quarter. He played great. 
Um, the Seahawks are not going to be any good. They'll be terrible for the rest of the year. Jamal Adams is done. I think they lost to the offensive linemen as well. But for right now, on September 13th, Geno Smith will always have that Monday night. That's my guy. Broken jaw. I'm and with all. you. Eli Manning replacement. I all. thought he was. I thought he was excellent. I thought he eluded the rush. You know, you got Gregory and Chubb staring you down for 60 minutes. He had two rookie tackles. He had a gimpy guard, and he um he did it all. I mean, that offense, like I said earlier, did not look much different. Good choice there. Uh, I'm sure the captain is happy with the big debut winner in week one. Shaq, who's your pick? Well, the other side of the Geno coin is Russ, for whom uh, a nice message perhaps for everybody else trying to make tough life decisions. The grass is not always neon greener um, as he moves down to to Denver in that ugly orange jersey. Um, But I'll go with, uh, and and, and by the way, I disagree with you, Marty. Booing Russ it's weird that his teammates all just collectively seem to hate him. I don't know if you saw Doug Baldwin's tweet last night, but they really are happy to see Russ uh, fail for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Why the 12s are in on booing the, their their hero who delivered a Super Bowl is a little Very quite simply, Dave, me, he doesn't play there anymore. He went somewhere else. They had a great relationship. They broke up. He went on to somewhere else. He's got a new partner now. You know what you're doing if you're not? Like you're cheering for him? You're being weird. You're being weird. He's the enemy. Let it be that. Cheer for him one at a time, his retirement know. ceremony. I don't know. That's pretty. I'm torn on it because I've never had anything. You know, when when Sheck, Sheck will experience this when Big Ben um, plays for the Cowboys and goes to Pittsburgh, I guess, next mm-hmm. year, uh, you're going to have a decision to make. Are you going to cheer him or, or boo him? But uh, I, I think you have to be in that spot. His body's healing this year. Big Ben will come back in 2023. You'll I mean, see. Sean Payton um, was right. the best coach in New Orleans Saints football history. And, and, um, led us to led the Saints to, to places I never thought they would get to. NFC Championship game, Super Bowls, like the place where like I'm mad in the playoffs because somehow I feel like I got screwed. Mm-hmm. That's a feeling I never experienced until Sean Payton got there. But if Sean Payton goes and coaches the Dallas Cowboys, I have no rooting I will have no uh pleasure in any success that he has. And in fact we'll be a little salty because you could still be in New Orleans. Okay, there's difference between being happy for somebody. You think Sal, you think uh, uh, adolescent uh, Sal would have sat in Shea Stadium and booed uh, red leg starting pitcher Tom Seaver when he came to town? Of course he wouldn't. Right. And in fact, I go the other way, Marty, on, on some level. I've gone one step beyond what you're saying here. When the Pittsburgh Penguins got hateable Brian Trottier who wore the C for the for the loathsome New York Islanders for too mm. long as they won four cups and tormented the Pittsburgh Penguins when he put on the angry penguin sweater people cheered for him I was outraged in the igloo that night I booed I said you do something for the black and gold and then you'll get my cheers old man in the mustache he did and then I cheered him deal that was I'm a man <laughs> of honor I, I promised something and I and I gave it to him when he delivered for my needs um, All right, listen, the, the riverboat captain is saying we're getting off track here. I told him to mind his own business. It's our show. But uh, who yeah, was your screwed. pick for debut winner? Um, I, I mean, Dable and Eberflus, nice, nice wins, but they're, they're, their teams ain't winning the division. Kevin O'Connell's right. the, a team, on the other hand, has a real shot mm. after that week one win. Aaron Rodgers in week one versus the rest of his regular season performances does not stack up. They had to take advantage. Did these Vikings, if they really 
fancy themselves a contender for the North this year. They had to have that home win against the team that is presumably going to end up winning it. They had to knock them off there. They did so. And I do think for all the platitudes that head coaches and whatever players say after games, I think one thing that does really matter for the lot uh, matters is like actually a sense of belief like oh this is working out I wonder where the Broncos are they better win next week to get back on track in the meantime I bet you that those Vikings guys in that locker room are like you know what hmm we just beat Aaron Rodgers at sure. home we maybe we really can do this I think there is you need evidence to believe that you really can do something if you're a football team and I think the Vikings now have it I agree with I you I think he's the coach I, of the year I, I didn't agree with you last week I don't know why oh coach coach of the year well we got to dig those up but uh those numbers did you pick yeah, that did. in the uh yep in the, oh you yeah, did. did all right all right um I'm with you. That was a good beatdown. Um, I'm, I'm not worried about Rodgers. Still favored to win that division. Plus 115. The Vikings are plus 140. Uh, he's out of sync with the receivers and, and pass catchers, even as even the ones, you know, he was used to with Aaron Jones. It didn't, didn't look great. But I think he gets it back. I saw some glimpses of hope in the second half, and the Vikings actually didn't really put him away. But whatever. It was a complete win, uh, one they had to have. I still like the uh, Packers. Don't forget... What did he lose to your Saints by like 30 points last year in the was, opener and I then went on? It was 35 to 3. And that was a game, mind you, that the Saints were playing in Jacksonville because of Hurricane. Oh, that's right. Ira? Maybe? Rita? Right. It was a it was a hot, it was a hot one. Yeah. But um, um Yeah, and he had two interceptions that game and went on to have two interceptions the entire rest of the year. Aaron Rodgers. So oh, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll stick. I'm sticking with Rodgers. If you have Romeo Rogers. Dobbs in your fantasy, if you have Romeo Dobbs or Dubs or whatever you say yeah. it, Dubs, it's Dubs, Dubs, Dubs. Yeah. He first of all, how do you spell that and get Dubs? But uh, I think he's going to be the guy. After Watson dropped the touchdown, and we like Aaron Rodgers is is notorious for for sticking to one or two or three guys that he knows he can trust. It seemed like Dobbs got a lot mm-hmm. of the play calls in that second half. I would be I keep an eye on him going forward. For fantasies, props, and, right. and, and stuff like that. I think he's going to be a guy. He might be, end up being Rodgers' guy, quote-unquote. Yeah, well, it's 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 up for uh, the position is open right now. I am going to go with the big debut winner, NFL Week 1, Chris Collinsworth's new voice. <laughs> I like it. I don't know if he's trying to get Tariko to quit, but, you know, we could have a completely different SNF crew, but he sounds like Curly from City Slickers. Uh yeah, you know, like the uh, uh, secret to life is one thing. It's uh, having a diverse pass rush. You still can't say pass rush with, with the voice or without. So Collinsworth's voice. I hope he keeps it up. I don't know. Did they say he was sick or just run down? No, no they, Tariko, Tariko said it. twice. Yeah, he said twice that he's like, he's not sick. He's just, uh, it's been so many games and so many days. I don't know what Chris Collinsworth is doing on yeah. Saturday, but. Right. Yeah. You think that one day should be enough. All right. Uh, there you go. That's the Riverboat Casino. Hope you're happy, Captain. Boy, we, we went through the hour. We didn't get to a lot of this stuff. The college football will hit this Thursday. Um, boy, poor uh, Eddie Spaghetti's Notre Dame Irish are 0-2 and out of the top 25. You want to say something on that, Spaghetti? Um, I mean, look, they can make up for the season. If they beat BYU, USC, and Clemson, people will forget about the early season losses. Mm. Uh, Marshall, better than advertised. They have a lot of five-star recruits that transferred in there. And, uh, you know, people already are saying, like, you know, the season's over because Buckner's out. But, I mean, Drew Pine's also a four-star recruit. He's also a junior 
Um, I think they're going to be okay. Right. Um, the team had holes going in. I didn't have super high hopes. It's disappointing, but uh, just early growing pains. And these aren't Freeman's guys, so I'm not I'm not too upset yet. Eddie, how do you, you feel about having a, uh, like a coach that is a heartthrob? Like I've seen a oh. couple different Marcus Marcus Freeman. Why don't you ask me? Post. Why not Mike McCarthy? How come you don't ask me about that? <laughs> you know, between Mike McCarthy and Jason Garrett, I'm sure you have tons of experience. <laughs> but I just wonder about that. Like I would, Joe Walter, <laughs> it would piss me off. I feel like if, like and I'm not saying obviously it's super early in Marcus Freeman's coaching career, but like you know, if like if Brian Martin Kelly was like a, a heartthrob, I'd be like, come on, true. bro, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, I've literally never spent a second thinking about that. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'll send them all Bullshit. to you when I see it. I mean, it's just, he has right. a family. He's a good looking guy. I'm hoping he's a great coach. He's been a great recruiter. That's, that's what I think about football, Martin. That's it. All right. There you go. You know what? Uh, let's just write this off as uh, Jason Garrett is a huge jinx to both of our teams, whether he's coaching it or just announcing or commentating on it. As check. A, a Can I add to that earlier? Yeah. Cal plus 10 and a half. In right. South Bend this weekend. How do you? What, what, how's that strike you, Spaghetti? Interesting. Uh, I would not take that bet. No. No. They're wearing the green jerseys. They um, are. Drew, yeah, Drew Pine is not bad. Um, I mean, he. he <laughs> Don't bring up jerseys when we're trying to wrap up. I'm sorry, spaghetti. but I, I think. Well, the I green jerseys is a shit. thing. Yeah, they. Yeah, they'll, they'll right. win this game. Notre Dame. Listen. Um, Martin was the lone wolf, uh, on the bears. We do this thing where we, you know, what are there, like 15 of us, Mikey meatballs, spaghetti meatballs, 15 of us on staff. We all pick all the games. And if someone is the lone wolf, the only one to pick a certain team in a given game and they win, we pay them $10. Now, Martin won't get on Venmo. So it's going to be hard for white people to pay him. I don't know why. I don't know why you won't it's get on Venmo. It's not that I won't Martin, get on Venmo. I Me and Venmo had yeah. a disagreement about 10 years ago. Oh, you did? And All so, right. uh, Do you have PayPal? I, I do have PayPal, one. but apparently PayPal okay. charges 30 cents for me to take y'all's money. I think that's worse if than you the don't books. do, uh, I'm not sure what it was. Anyway, I, I went through Zelle. I paid you your 10 bucks. You did. Good job by you. You were, you were 12 and 3. Check. Shao, you were three and twelve. What do I tell you? I tell you, I tell you it every year. You can't be surprised by it. I'm, I'm seeing this now. Listen, next man up. No, you competed with Harry last year for that number one slot. You were three and twelve. I was six and nine. It's Eddie Spaghetti, one and fourteen. What the hell, Spaghetti? What? What is I think, this? Well, that's fireable. I, I, I know Come my on. friends are actually joking about this. So I'm gonna get get rid of your job. Look, I think. How many times did you take the I Cardinals? Think, this I think week? last year. What, how could you be one of I finished third, I think, last year in the race. Um, I I think it's kind of what Check was saying before. Week one, I don't really buy into. Week one was was pretty wonky. Teams don't play in the preseason. <laughs> um, my problem is I read too much. I listen too much. I watch too much football stuff. I need to like not pay attention to the NFL. He's too smart. That's right. I'm too smart. <laughs> and I overthought <laughs> it. There you go. That's the trick, Sal. Right. Dumb it down. That's the trick. That's how you, no, that's how you listen. Listen, listen, spaghetti and me are dying. Listen, I don't, we'll see what happens. I'm telling you, I say it all the time. After week one, I'm Neo. I'm still downloading the information, le- learning to fly okay. the helicopter. I'm not there yet. Week six, week eight. That's fair. Boop, 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 boop. Now I'm it, ready to It was to a lot. I, I mean, well, six of the nine early games came down to a field goal at the end. Like, it was ridiculous. It took Neo um, like 45 so seconds in there. real movie time to understand, like, the entire history of the entire world, <laughs> every fighting style. So I don't know if that one works. 
Maybe you're like Martin oh. wants more credit for going twelve. You're goddamn right, I do, Sal. Because if Dave Damashek did it, it would have been long. the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Damn your Emmy's party. Damn the Cowboys. All right. Damn Notre Dame. I went twelve and three. I killed it. This is a big week for Martin. Martin is uh, also lemon pepper parlay back with Will Blackman. You're goddamn Martin right, Weiss. it's back. That's gonna be fun. They're gonna be drinking wine. Eating, uh, eating lemon pepper wings for a full hour every week. That's Wednesday, right? Tomorrow? Yes. We'll do that tomorrow. And Mr. Lister, Shaq on Spotify Live tonight. What time is that, Shaq? 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, the main event is Ellie Honig versus Bald Brian, two uh, trivia oh, heavyweights. Fun. Uh, sports trivia heavyweights, uh, but also we'll take your calls. We'll uh, interact with you. Me and Eddie Spaghetti will be there, and uh, it's going to be a grand time. I'm looking forward to it. It's uh, it's all so good. I'm I'm glad that football back. I'm sorry to sound negative, but boy, it couldn't have start <laughs> couldn't have started worse for me and my bets and my team and everything else. But I want to let you guys know out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, you're all my favorites. See you Thursday. 